Hey, hey, episode 15 of the Ripples in Space podcast, brought to you by John Davis and Kate Reagan, who are having a great time right now. We're trying not to burn to death from the hot summer sun. And speaking into our gold microphone. Which you didn't know that, did you? It's a gold microphone. It's not, not real, real. No. We can't afford that. We're, we're, we're poor. Very, very poor. But we like science fiction. So you should. And that's in and itself golden. Yeah. Today we have a piece from Kathleen Evans. Thank you for submitting it, Kathleen. Kate's going to introduce it. I'm going to read it. We'll chat about it. And then we'll tell you to go to our website. So, yeah, here we go. Kathleen Evans is a high school English teacher from Whitman, Massachusetts. When she isn't working with students, she enjoys writing poetry fantasy, and speculative fiction. Her short story, Filtered, is dedicated to her grandmother, Claire. Filtered by Kathleen Evans Robin sighed heavily as he peeled plastic gloves from his tired fingers. The delivery lasted ten hours, but both mom and baby were now resting happy and healthy. His muscles burned with the strain of continued tension, but the ache in his stomach was far greater. Stopping only to change his scrubs, Robin headed for the hospital cafeteria, hoping to quell the hunger pangs that had started halfway through the procedure. The walls of St. John's dining facilities were the color of coffee and cream, decorated with a few pieces of pastoral art and heavy upholstered curtains. Some claimed the room had a vintage feel, but Robin found it suffocating. Everything about it was supremely bland, and even the occasional splash of paisley would not help to distract a grieving relative from the true horrors that accompany a week of hospital visits. Unfortunately, the food selection matched the general ambiance. But as Robin browsed the metal shelves, he was able to find a few staples that didn't repel. Evelyn, a particularly emotional service worker, was manning the register when Robin went to pay for his meal. He'd avoided talking to anyone up until then, and hoped that she had the grace to take his six dollars and leave him be. She did not. So, the baby is doing all right? Evelyn asked as he handed her a ten dollar bill. Guess that's it then, you know. Do you think he'll be able to- It wouldn't matter, Evelyn. Robin cut her off quickly. There'd be no one for him when he got older. Oh, no, of course there wouldn't. Evelyn lamented, rifling for the change. Robin didn't begrudge her curiosity, but also couldn't indulge it. He took his four dollars with a small, sad smile and found a seat by the window. He leaned away when he saw the faint outlines of reporters, all scrambling for a chance to interview workers and patients on their way out of the building. Robin sighed and ate quietly. Normally, he would have slapped on a pair of headphones to drown out the sounds of chatter and chewing, but it seemed wrong to do today. He was on his last bite of sandwich when Kevin, whom he'd known since undergrad, pulled out the chair across from him. At first, Kevin didn't speak at all. He just sat, sipping his latte and thrumming his fingers against a vast porcelain mug. Go ahead, Robin told him. Say it. There's not much to say. Kevin looked up. His face mirrored Robin's own melancholia. I wonder what we do now. Robin was ready with his answer. It was something they'd all been forced to think about over the last 50 years, ever since the infertility crisis had gained global publicity. We don't do anything, Kev. 
I know you're right, but it's hard to settle when every primal instinct I have is screaming for survival. Adam is healthy, a beautiful little baby, but he's the last. Even if he is generative, he'll have no female partner. Our world has reached capacity. Kevin cocked his head a bit. They named him Adam? Robin managed to blush. It's just what I've been calling him. I don't actually know what they'll pick out, but I couldn't resist the irony. The world's got a lot of that. Think of how much money we've spent over the last 200 years on space exploration. Think of the billions we pumped into saving this planet before that. We never even stopped to consider what would happen if there weren't people to populate those worlds. Kevin shook his head and took another sip from his cup. Conversations like this had played out so consistently over the last few years that Robin had a hard time responding with anything more than a somber nod. It was tiring to discuss a thing that simply was. Extinction, it seemed, had become as tedious as the weather. Do you think we'll be like the trees? Kevin asked. Robin chuckled. You're going to have to give me a bit more to work with, Kev. Kevin smiled, but continued to look thoughtful. You know, if a tree falls and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Well, we're falling, and it makes you wonder. Robin didn't have an immediate answer. His first thought was, yes, humanity would flicker out slowly until the wax beneath their mighty flame had melted. It was an alarming thing to consider. It also seemed unavoidable. I don't know, Robin finally said. But yeah, probably. Well, I hope not. That's a whole new level of horrible, Kevin said before emptying his mug and setting it down on the table. I've got a couple of patients this afternoon, but do you want to grab dinner later? Sure, Robin nodded. I'm going home for a couple hours, but I'll be functioning after that. He had almost forgotten how exhausted he was. Robin watched Kevin go, and his body rebelled against the thought of moving from his own seat. Eventually, he managed it, and as he did, he noticed Evelyn, whose perfect posture remained unaffected by her eight-hour shift. She grinned, giving him a quick wave. It was such a natural gesture that sometimes Robin forgot she was a bot. Hey, Evelyn, he mused on his way out. Will you remember me in a hundred years? Of course. Evelyn smiled. You're a part of my memory. You can't be erased. Robin nodded. The measure of relief this brought was unexpected, and he felt lighter as he turned to leave. Will I think of you, though? She'd said it to herself, but Robin paused, still close enough to hear. Interesting. I can't say that I will. There you have it. We're all going to be extinct. The human race does not go on forever. But crappy hospital cafeterias endure. Oh my gosh, hospital food. Maybe someone needs to write a story about the day that they invent good hospital food. Well, I imagine most of it's intended that you don't have to have teeth or it's easy on your stomach or not very bland. Bland is the is the name of True. the game. Though I will say, the one time I did have relatively good hospital food, it was not for a stay of my own, but my mom was in the hospital, and I will say that they had a pretty good roast beef. Yeah, the the Reuben that House always got in House always looked pretty good. So I guess maybe they do good sandwiches. I don't know. Hmm. Regardless, uh, this story definitely had themes of was it no country no not no not no country for old men that's a very different that's movie different. <laughs> children children of men 
which you know is kind of that same idea where like the last child to be born or a little bit like handmaiden's tale where it's like we're we're protecting the people who can have children to extend the race so you know very very much in the science fiction genre and then in you know ten thousand years when dinosaurs are sentient, they will find human blood in a mosquito stuck in amber, right? And then the vicious cycle starts all over again. Yeah, that's what happened the <laughs> first time around. It wasn't a meteor; it was humanity that wiped out the dinosaurs. Anyway, thank you to Kathleen for sending us this story. It was it was fun. It was more offbeat than we've had recently, so I enjoyed it. It was kind of more like people dealing with the inevitable and like. You know, the thought of the human race ending is kind of when people talk about the weather. So I I found that kind of thought-provoking. And if when your thoughts are provoked, you write science fiction, you should totally send it to us. Uh, We have a submittable page. You should check it out. It's called Ripples in Space. We have a website. You should check that out, too. We have a Twitter. You should tweet with us or about us. Or retweet, or comment, or or like, yeah. as well as on, on the Facebook and the Instagram. Our Instagram's a little boring, but it might get more interesting. You never know. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in again, and we hope to see you next week. From all of us here at Ripples in Space, cheers from the void. Bye. <laughs>